Welcome to this episode of BPV Knows. Today, BPV Knows Estate Planning. Our guest is Eric Zeitlin, who is the CEO of Provenance Wealth Advisors, a firm that's affiliated with Berkowitz Pollock Grant and provides comprehensive estate planning services to high net worth families and entrepreneurs. So Eric, tell us, who is the ideal person that needs an estate plan? Well, Melissa, really every adult needs an estate plan. And the level of estate plan will vary. Uh, you know, I would tell you that, I would tell you that really the biggest triggers for most people are a combination of wealth and family. So, and, and I would say really the first trigger for young adults is you get married and you have a family. That's really the, probably the most important time to at least start the estate planning process because you really have to contemplate if something happens to you, because now it's just not yourself that you're taking care of. It's a spouse, it's minor children, and you need to have personal representatives appointed. You need to have trust created to provide for your family. You need to try to avoid probate, especially with young children. You need to appoint guardians to take care of minor children. Because if people don't have these basic estate planning documents, they're really leaving it up to a court system. And often the result of going through a court proceeding, like a formal guardianship or probate, when somebody doesn't have a will, which is called intestacy, is a, the result is typically not what somebody would otherwise choose in doing their own planning. The, the, the second category is really wealth. Because if you have no assets, it's a little difficult to plan for, even though you still need to have guardians and you still need to have wills. But as your net worth grows, as you have a business, as you have investable assets, as you have uh, insurance to provide for your family, you need the appropriate documentation to appoint who's going to make decisions, uh, any special um, instructions on how you want those decisions made. Uh, how you want your family treated, uh, how you can protect your family. And as wealth gets larger and larger, you start introducing all different types of other subjects like estate taxes, like asset protection, uh, like modern family needs, uh, and people who have assets in multiple states or in multiple countries now gets even more complicated because now you're dealing with laws and issues and estate planning under multiple jurisdiction with different rules. So it's much more than just a will that outlines what you want done. There's also strategies behind it that can save people money on taxes. Absolutely. In fact, most people actually think of estate planning. When you ask somebody, you said, have you done your estate planning? I'd say most of the population says, yeah, I have a will. I've done my estate planning. I would tell you that purely having a will for most people, especially high net worth people, is not even close to enough when it comes to estate planning. Because, and, and let me start with a couple of the problems, and then I'll start with a couple of the solutions. I mean, what are the common solutions that people need to look for when they're going through this process? So, 
whether you have a will or you don't have a will, if you're only utilizing a will, then any assets that are held in your name individually go through probate. And probate is a process that if anybody who's gone through it on behalf of a family member would probably know that it's not a process that they would want their family to go through. It's basically a, a, a nine-month receivership. It's a court proceeding. And what that means is that your assets are frozen for nine months. Uh, the, the court system gets involved. The personal representative has to um, uh, be appointed. And the reason why it's a nine-month receivership is it basically, when someone passes away, it becomes public record. And it gives nine months for any protest, potential claims against the estate to come forward before the beneficiaries actually receive the assets. So one of the first things that the problems that people want to plan for is how do I avoid probate? And there's multiple ways of avoiding probate. But one of the most common ways is using a revocable trust or titling assets jointly. But a lot of times the nature of the asset will dictate whether it should be an irrevocable trust, whether it should be a joint asset like a home, if it's an insurance policy or an IRA, those are beneficiary designated assets. So you don't, the, the will only deals with a sp specific type of asset. Other assets pass in different ways. So probate's one of the first issues. The second issues, issue is making sure you're protecting your family, protecting your family from creditors. Uh, sometimes it's important to try to protect family from divorces. That could be divorces of a remarried surviving spouse or divorces from children or grandchildren, ultimately. Um, and as, as people's net worth get larger and larger, um, you start entering into an estate tax realm. And the estate taxes probably our largest tax in the US, it's a 40% tax. And we're in a very interesting time right now because the current estate tax exemption, which is the highest it's ever been, is $12,920,000 per person. And after 2012 changes in tax law, that exemption became portable between husband and wife. Before that, it was you either had to use it or lose it when one spouse passed away. Now, if you don't use it, it it's portable to the surviving spouse. But what's so timely about that exemption today is that under the current law, at the end of 2025, the whole law sunsets and we go back to the law that we had before. And the law, the law that we had before places the exemption at about $5.4 million and uh, um, subject to inflation back to back a number of years. So we'd probably put it right around the $6 million range. So it more than cuts in half on January 1 of 2026, which means that there's a, you know, a narrow window, a little over two year window for people to do planning that are in the range between $12 million and up, you know, I'd say 12 million to 25 million where the current exemption is or higher. If you're higher, you should be, you know, considering tax planning strategies anyway. Um, but but there's a, a number of tax reduction strategies that people can utilize today 
And you know, once you get your basic wills, your trust done, you avoid probate, you protect your family, now the conversations go to what are all the things that I can do to reduce or eliminate my tax, not only today, but in the future as assets appreciate. And sometimes we're not even talking about taxes from parents to children. The most effective estate plans, we're talking about saving taxes for multiple generations, you know, from parents to children, children to grandchildren. Florida recently changed their law of perpetuities, which was 360 years. It's hard to imagine 360 years out on a trust, recently changed to a thousand years. That means that for higher high net worth individuals who have estate tax issues, proper planning can really shield estate taxes for a thousand years, multiple, Forever. multiple yeah. generations, which mm -hmm. if you look at a 40% tax at each generation is millions and millions of dollars saved with a good and effective estate plan. So is an estate plan something that you do once and then you're set for life? You never have to look at it again? Uh, I think some people wish that was the case. I think that most people really don't like to talk about their mortality and dying. Uh, but unfortunately, the answer is no. Um, an estate plan needs to be revisited periodically. And I, I always tell people that there's certain things that will cause uh, the need to revisit an estate plan. Objectives change, family dynamics change, assets change, tax laws change, uh, or sometimes people forget what their plan was and they accumulate more assets outside of the structure that they created to reduce tax or eliminate probate. And so it is important periodically, A, driven by changes. Um, and, and some people, you know, they buy new assets every year. They go into new businesses every year. They have new investments every year. It's, in, it's for people who have dynamic estates, we encourage them to review their plan at least once a year. Uh, you know, I try to, to take the the uncomfortable component of dealing with mortality off the table is I tell people that you, you know, you spend one day a year planning in the event that something happens to you and you spend 364 days enjoying life. Well, that's a good way to look at it. It doesn't feel so painful. So what right. is the first step that someone does when they decide that they need an estate plan? What's the first thing they should do? Uh, the, the first, well, the first thing they should do is go to a professional that can help them because, um, you know, I hate to say it, but uh, there are people out there that are about to leave for a trip to Europe or a, 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 that's, that's like the biggest catalyst when, you know, all of a sudden people, it occurs to somebody that they didn't get their estate planning done and they're leaving on a flight tomorrow and, you know, they got to get their estate planning done. And so they go <laughs> online and they try to do it themselves. And estate planning can be very dynamic and and very, uh, you don't really know what all of your options are if you try to do it yourself. So you need good professionals. You need people like us. You need estate planning attorneys. You need your tax professionals. And it really starts with um, a combination of um, uh, um uh, questions and answers of goals, objectives, priorities, what's important to you in life, and an evaluation of your financial situation. What are the assets? Um, uh, what, what's our expectation on 
future growth of those assets? How are they currently titled? Are there business assets? Are there investable assets? Are there retirement assets? Is there insured life insurance policies? Because all of these need to be planned differently. Just doing a will does not encompass planning on all these possible different asset classes. Not to mention, for many of our clients who are business owners, you start introducing the whole concept of succession planning within their companies. Because now if they're not around to run their company, what's the plan? Will the company be sold? Do they have family in the business? Are there key employees that can continue the business um, operating? If there are key employees, are they properly incented to stay and help support the family? Who's making decisions? Uh, and that, that actually carries into a really important subject, which I think a lot of people overlook, is, is who they choose as their fiduciaries. Who are they choosing for personal representatives? Who are they choosing for trustees? Sometimes it's one individual and then a succession of a few other people. Sometimes it's multiple people at almost acting like a board. But I think a lot of people arrive at the selection of a fiduciary or a trustee kind of thinking of who's the obvious person, but not necessarily always thinking through what's the true responsibilities that this person is going to need to accept. Are they capable of managing it? Are they capable of working with the beneficiaries? Are the beneficiaries going to respect the decisions that were made by the parents that have created this plan? You know, is it going to be a, uh, um, a confrontational relationship or is it going to be a symbiotic relationship? And I think people really need to think through those things because that's really where a good estate plan can work very effectively or the wrong selection of, of trustees and fiduciaries can create a lot of family friction, a lot of tension, and sometimes can destroy relationships. I mean, you hear all the time that, you know, money, money can be the, the root of all evil, especially when it comes to family members and equality mm. and um, entitlement. So those are all, all subjects that really need to be addressed and, putting together an appropriate estate plan. And those are great topics for upcoming episodes of our podcast. So you've given us some really great things to think about, Eric. And like many of the things that we talk about on this podcast, the value of experienced professionals cannot be understated. Working with someone who knows what they're doing, who is a fiduciary and has your best interest at heart is really critical to making whatever steps you take in your financial life work out in your favor. So that's it for this episode of BPB Knows. As always, if you have questions or you have other topics you'd like us to cover, you can email us at bpbknows at bpbcpa.com and we will see you next time.